Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Your concept of God is always going to determine your ability to receive from God. I'm going to say that again. Your concept of God, the way that you think God is, is going to determine your ability to receive from God. Now, it's not that God changes. God doesn't change. God is always God. And I have news for you guys. God is always good. But our concept from God, you see, if we have an incorrect impression of God, it's going to it's going to become a hindrance when it comes to us receiving from God. And so what we want to do here in 2023, guys, as we as we make ourselves available to what God wants to do in our lives, what we want to do is we want to have the correct impression of God. And what we want to do is we want to release our faith in the goodness of God. We want to have confidence in uh, the goodness of God. And what I mean is uh, that your confidence is not in your performance. Your confidence is not in yourself. Your confidence is not in your ability to perform or to measure up to a certain standard. No, your confidence is in this truth that God is good regardless of whether or not we have been good. God is good independent of your performance. God's attitude towards you does not change. And so you want to have that correct impression of God. And so I want you to see what he says here in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. He says here in verse 4, he says, or despises thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance. The word despise means to think lowly, to think less. Or despises thou the riches of his goodness, God's goodness and forbearance and long suffering. Check this out now, guys. Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. To repent, that's an interesting word. It's a word that oftentimes has been uh, religionized. People have all kinds of ideas of what it means to repent. But what I want you to understand is that repent simply means to have a change of heart. To repent simply means to change your mind, to change your attitude, to change the inclination of your heart and mind. Really, in context, what repent means is it means to turn away from unbelief and to turn to belief. Because what did Jesus say, guys, when he started his earthly ministry? He said, repent and believe. Repent and believe that the kingdom of God is at hand, indicating that before you repent, you're in a state of unbelief. And then when you repent, you actually enter into a state of believing. And so we're talking about belief versus unbelief. We're talking not about your performance. We're not talking about you going around and beating yourself up over your mistakes, you beating yourself up over all of the areas where you miss it, or you uh, being under this impression that God is not pleased with you because of some area in your life where you are falling short. No, when we talk about repentance, what we're talking about is we're turning away from unbelief, 
and returning to belief. We're turning away from looking to our performance and we're turning to our faith and our trust and our confidence in a Jesus, guys, and what Jesus has already done for us and what Jesus has already made available uh, uh, to us. And so, and so what this means in a nutshell, guys, is is that we put our faith in the goodness of God. We put our faith in the goodness of God. Now, I want to share some things with you on that because, you know, in many ways, and the Lord was kind of dealing with me on this this past week, in many ways, this is a very basic message that I'm sharing with you this morning. This is a very basic message because, because all of us, you know, if you've been a believer for any length of time, then you have heard this expression that God is good. In fact, that's something that we oftentimes tend to say. We say, well, you know, Brother Alex, God is good. You know, I, I ask you, you know, how, how are you doing? How are things going? You might be dealing with some challenges, but then you say, well, but, but Brother Alex, God is good. And that is true. And so we as believers, we oftentimes refer to the goodness of God but what we want to do is, guys, we want to understand, we want to have a revelation, glory to God, we want to have a revelation of, of just the magnitude of His goodness. You see, when you, when this is not just something you say because you're used to saying it, no, this is something that becomes a revelation in your heart, the goodness of God. I want you to understand that's going to change everything. And so, in order for us to live, in what God is making available to us here in 2023, in order for us to step fully into what God wants to do in this new season that we are stepping into, guys, we, we must have absolute confidence in the goodness of God. Now, watch this. I want you to listen to this very closely. God's goodness does not depend on our ability to be good. God is not good because we are good. I want you to catch this. Because sometimes people have been in, in, in religion, they've been in church for any length of time, and so what you think is, well, God is good when you're good. You see, you, you, you're watching me, and if you're honest with yourself, you're, you're, you believe that, well, God is good so long as I'm good. But I want you to understand, friend, God is good regardless of whether or not you have been good. I want you to understand that God is good simply because God is good. God is good simply because that is His nature. That is His character. That is who He is. And as the scripture says, it is actually the goodness of God that's going to draw people to Him. I was telling you last night that in this, in this season in which we find ourselves, we're going to see a divide between the people who are putting their trust and their confidence in God and the people who are putting their confidence in the world. We're going to see a great divide between people who are living in the light of the goodness of God and people who are living in the darkness of uh, the world. And uh, what I want you to know is what's, what's going to draw people out of darkness, glory to God, and bring them to the light is not it's not religion, it's not condemnation, it's not beating them up over the areas where they miss it. No, what's going to draw them to the light, guys, is uh, the goodness of God. It is the mercy of God. It is the grace of God. It is the unmerited favor of God that has already been made available to the entire world through the finished works of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, uh, the goodness of God, guys, has to be our foundation for absolutely everything. In order for us to truly depend on God, in order for us to truly lead upon God, in order for us to truly trust in God, we must have confidence in His goodness. 
Are you tracking with me this morning, guys? If you understand that, say amen. Type amen in the comment section. Amen. Amen. That's right. Now, here's the thing, and, 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 and this is really so awesome, guys. When we realize, when we realize that we can actually truly depend upon a God whose nature is to be good, whose nature towards us is His love. Well, what happens is now we can begin to rest in Him. Now we can do what the scripture was saying where He says that those who wait for the Lord, they're going to renew their strength. To renew your strength, it literally means to exchange your weakness for His strength. It is to exchange your inability for His ability. It is, is, to, it is to exchange the areas where I miss it for the supplies of God. And so God is, is good, guys. Now, what happens is is that sometimes people have an issue with this. They'll say, well, well, Brother Alex, it's true, God is good, but you got to remember, you, you can't just preach that God is good. No, you got to also remind people that God is holy, God is just. And that's true, guys. God is holy. God is just. In other words, and what they're saying is, well, that means you got to perform. You got to perform to be pleasing to God. But what I want you to remind, what I want to remind us uh, on that this morning, guys, is... Yes, God is holy, God is just, but do you know, uh, God being holy, God being just, God having to deal with uh, the sins of the world, God having to deal with the areas where we miss it, I want to remind you of the gospel this morning, guys, which is that God's already dealt with that 2,000 years ago in the body of Jesus, and so yes, God is holy, God is just, but God's heart towards us is His love, and the truth of the matter is that as a result of what Jesus has done 2,000 years ago, Listen to me very closely, friend. As a result of what God, of what Jesus has done 2,000 years ago, God does not deal with me based on my performance. God deals with me based on the perfect performance of Jesus Christ on my behalf. This is huge. This is huge. God is not dealing with you based on your performance. God is dealing with you based on the perfect performance of Jesus on your behalf. You see, if you have received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, the Bible says you are in Christ. You have been joined unto the Lord. And so when God looks at you, friend, He does not see you in yourself. When God looks at you, He does not see you in your performance. When God looks at you, He sees you in His Son. When God looks at you, He sees you in Christ. And I want you to understand that what is true about Jesus has become true about you in your born-again spirit in Christ, independent of your performance. You see, guys, this is why it's so crucial that we be established in our identity in Christ. This is why it's so crucial that we understand that, that, that no matter what's going on in the natural, no matter my performance, no matter the areas where I might miss it, as far as God is concerned, if you are born again, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And in fact, it is not your behavior that determines your identity, friend. But watch this. Your identity is sooner or later going to determine your behavior. 
And so what I'm getting at is this, that sometimes people say, well, Alex, if you just preach the goodness of God, if you just preach the grace of God, if you just focus on the love of God, you're just really giving people permission to live in sin. You're giving people permission to live any kind of way they want. But guys, may I remind you of what the scripture that we just read said? The scripture said, it is uh, the goodness of God uh, that leadeth people to repentance. It is a revelation of the goodness of God, a glory to God that's going to produce change and transformation in a person's heart. It is uh, the goodness of God uh, that's going to uh, uh, cause you uh, to want to live in a way uh, that is pleasing to Him. And so... The goodness of God has to be our starting point. The goodness of God. And so, if there's an issue going on in my life, and I'm believing God for something, my confidence now is not in my performance. My confidence is not even in my, in, in my ability to, to confess the word of God or whatever the case may be. No, my confidence is God is good. You got a diagnosis from the doctor, your response is, I release my faith in the goodness of God. I believe that God is so good. I believe that God loves me so much. He's already made healing available. Praise God. I now release my faith for that healing. There's something going on with your kids. God is so good. God loves me so much. I now release my faith that it shall be well with my children. Now check this out, guys. God does not deal with us based on our performance. He deals with us based on the perfect performance of Jesus on our behalf. Now, in the same way, and this is huge, guys, God does not respond to what I think, to what I say, or to what I do. And that's huge. You know, one thing that I've really come to learn is sometimes people, you know, get this mixed up when you're walking by faith and they think what we're talking about is positive thinking. You know, they think what you're talking about is, well, Alex, just think good thoughts and then it's going to be okay. This is a worldly thing. You put that the world has this thing and, and the world always has kind of like, um, shall we say, counterfeits to the kingdom of God. And so the world sometimes will have this thing where they say, well, it's, it, you just put your confidence in your positive thoughts. You just uh, put your confidence in your, in, in your ability uh, to, to make stuff happen with your positive thinking. But what I want you to understand, when you are living a life of depending on God, God does not respond to our thoughts, guys. You see, this is radical, guys. This is a radical truth. Glory to God, which is that God being God is never going to be, he's not going to be changing up things based on what we're doing. You see, this is radical. And I know I'm going to have to get into this a lot more and show you this from scripture a lot more. I'm just kind of laying a foundation here today, guys. I, I want you to understand that God has decided not to allow anything that we do to change how he's going to deal with us. You see, God decided to deal with us in his grace and his, in his mercy. Uh, long before you ever sinned, God decided to send Jesus into the world to deal with your sins. Amen. And so nothing that we do can change that. And so while God does not respond to what we think, say, or do, watch this now. It is necessary for us guys to align our thinking, our saying, and our doing with what we believe God has already made available to us. Are you tracking with me today? 
And so we're not saying that what you think is not important. We're not saying that you speaking the word of God is not important. No. But what we're saying is that when you're making confessions of faith, when you are meditating the word of God, when you are believing God, you're not trying to get God to do. You see, you're not trying to impress God with your faith. <laughs> this is huge. You're not trying to impress God with your faith. No, what you're doing is you're aligning your thinking, your speaking, and your doing with what you believe God has already made available to you. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And today, guys, we're going to get as far as we can get, and then we're going to have to stop, and I'm going to have to continue this next week, because uh, I got to actually, the reason I'm doing these sermons this early is because I got to be at church at 8.30 this morning, and so, and so praise God, that's going to force me to not go over today, amen. Uh, when I'm out of time, I'm out of time, but I want us to really just kind of lay a bit of a foundation here today, set, set a little bit of the direction of where we're going to be headed here, I believe, in the next few weeks. And so 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, remember, your thinking, your believing, and your doing are now all going to be designed not to try to get God to do, but it is actually you aligning yourself with your confidence in the goodness of God. And here's how I want you to think of the goodness of God. I want you to understand that Jesus, through his finished work on the cross 2,000 years ago, oh, glory to God, he's already made available anything that you will ever need. God is not holding out on you, friend. God is not holding out on you. Look at what he says here, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He says, according as his divine power has, past tense, given unto us, what did he give us, guys? All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. And so God, and we looked at this last night, has already made available to you what you need. You see, you see, God already decided to make healing available. God decided to make provisions available. God decided to make wisdom available. And so you, as you are releasing your faith in the goodness of God, you're not now going to try to perform, to try to get God to do what he's already made available. No, what you're going to do as friend is you are now going to walk in a way where every single day you're releasing your faith in the goodness of God. Every single day you want to get up and say, Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you that what I need is available. Lord, I thank you that you've already provided all things pertaining to my life and to my godliness. Now you say, well, Alex, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't look like it. Well, may I remind you, friend, that we do not walk by, we do not walk by what we feel or see. We walk by faith. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. You see, faith is simply our positive response to the goodness of God. It's our positive response to what the grace of God has already made available to us. Now, now I want to kind of um, thank you, Lord. I want to I want us to look at something. 
Yeah, I want us to look at something uh, real quick. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, real fast in the uh, New Living Translation in the uh, NLT, because, because I want you to understand that God is so good, guys, that it is, you know, the scripture says it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Now, how does that happen? How does that happen? You see, because people say, well, well, if you preach too much grace, people are just going to live any kind of way they want. But I want you to understand that it is the goodness of God leading you to repentance, which is the goodness of God is actually out at work on the inside of you. You see, child of God, I want you to understand that if you are born again, if you are in Christ, God is at work on the inside of you. You see, you got his goodness working on the inside of you. This is, again, why it's important that you understand your identity in Christ as the righteousness of God. This is why it's important that you understand your new creation in Christ. Because people say, well, if you focus on the goodness and just believing God and, and all this grace stuff, you know, people say, well, Alex, you know, you're preaching too much grace. And, you know, what about holiness? What about living right? But here's what I want you to understand, that this is so crucial. Thank you, Lord. This is so crucial because sometimes there's erroneous teachings on grace out there as well. You know, sometimes people are using grace as an excuse to no longer live right. But I want you to understand that grace is not, we're not doing away with holiness. We're not doing away with right living. But what I want you to understand that if you are believing in God's goodness, if you are walking in, a, in an intimate fellowship with Jesus, glory to God, what actually happens is that he now goes to work on the inside of you. You see, and what he's going to do is his grace is, is going to create transformation from the inside out. His grace is actually going to give you the desire to live right. Look what he says here in Philippians 2.13. He says, for God is working in you. Stop right there. Friend, may I tell you today that God is at work in you? Friend, may I tell you today that even as you're listening to this word right now, glory to God, the Holy Spirit is at work on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit right now is ministering to your heart. The Holy Spirit right now is making this word real to you. And what is he doing? He says, God is at work on the inside of you, and he's giving you the desire, the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Glory to God. God actually gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. That's awesome. You see, you see, when you understand the goodness of God, and we're going to get into this much more, when you have a revelation of how much he loves you, friend, of, of, of what he's already done for you, what that does is that's going to produce that change of heart. That's going to produce that transformation. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.